Anyway, so this guy goes to helicopter lessons. He he loves the helicopter stuff. And and at some point, you know, he, he's so eager to fly solo, and he begs his instructor, he, listen, I think I'm ready to fly solo. Will you let me? And the instructor is kind of wary, and he says, I don't know. Please, please, please. I, I'm, I'll, I'll be really good. I'll follow all the rules. I won't do anything crazy. Eventually, against his better judgment, the instructor says, fine. But listen, one deal, one condition. Yeah? You have to call in every thousand feet. <laughs> and tell me it's okay. <laughs> Wait, this is, the joke's not over yet, you know. Yeah, but you know you can laugh on the premise. And that's the true. Sometimes, so yeah, it's true. Sometimes jokes funny. are funny along the way. But anyway, so they, they, they have this deal. And so then, then he says, uh, all right, so off you go. So he starts, you know, taking off. Everything was smooth. And after 1,000 feet, sure enough, he's, he radios in and he says, yeah, teacher, all good. We're, we're good to go. Uh, everything's fine. And then at, at 2,000 feet, he radios in again and he says, all good. Uh, although I got to say, I'm getting really cold. And then at almost 3,000 feet, the instructor from the ground looks up and he sees something horrible is happening. The, the, the helicopter has just suddenly stopped. The engine has just cut. And, of course, all of a sudden, the, the, the helicopter is starting to descend. It's just descending and descending. It gets faster and faster. Finally, of course, it crashes into the ground in a horrible flame of, of fire. Amazingly, although the helicopter is completely destroyed, the, uh, the student, the, the guy, is coming out, you know, crawling, broken bones, no doubt, everywhere, totally bruised. It's, it's just horrific. And the instructor is running over to, to the student to, to pick him up. And as he's dragging him out, he says, what, the, what, what happened? What the hell happened? And, and the student says, well, I, I told you I was getting cold, so I, I turned off the big fan. <laughs> right. so, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I, I, like this, I like this joke so much because it... It, you know, it, I mean, it, it talks about you know, if you have to break down this joke, it, it's about not appreciating the purpose of, of something, obviously, right? And that only some moron would believe that, right? But isn't that the way? And, and by the way, I open up my book, Atheism Kills, with exactly this story, this joke, because it, it's, so, it's such a perfect metaphor, isn't it? If, if we uh, stop God in, in the process, we no longer elevate, we descend, right? We crash to the ground, as it were. Our civilization will crash to the ground if we no longer realize what the actual purpose of God is. It's not just some pretty ornament. It's, it actually serves a functional purpose, and it's not just to, to provide air conditioning, right? It's, it's to, to elevate us, to actually get us from one place to the other. But likewise, you know, so much of what liberalism offers and so many of our friends who are atheists, other, they, they fail to see the essential things that, that work. So for example, what, you know, the fan to use, the, or the blades of the, the chopper, what do you call it, propellers of the, of the helicopter. Um, you know, if, if you fail to see what that purpose is, right, then, and likewise, so many of our friends on the left, they, they fail to see the whole purpose of capitalism. They fail to see the role of the church or God uh, in our civilization. They fail to see the, the, the reason why we have distinctions between men and women. They fail to see the reasons why um, the, the notion of law and order is so important, that the judicial system requires that you don't play favorites. They fail to see that the best way to fight racism is not to engage in racism itself, right? I mean, we, we go on and on with all these obvious things that history has shown us over and over again. Uh, whether it's low taxes and all those things that we so often like to talk about. But, but they, they, they just fail to see why do we have these things in the first place. In a way, it's like um, Lord of the Flies, the book Lord of the Flies, one of my favorite stories, right? It's a, it's a chilling tale. It's, not, it's actually not a gross tale. It's not a, it's not a scary book. But it's scary in the sense of here's what happens when you, when you decide to chuck away all the rules because you think you've got something better. Bad things happen, right? Yeah, it's a perfect example of year zero. Yeah. That's exactly what we talked about. Yeah. That. And, and you make an interesting set of points here, which is you can look at God's purpose or the, the helicopter blade's purpose to elevate. But, okay, that might be the case. But isn't the real purpose to keep you alive? And isn't there an interesting parallel in that 
if you're not being elevated, you die. Right. That's elevation right. is not, like you said, with God, is not an ornament. Elevation, you know, okay, we all have this image of elevation like going to see a boring opera. Okay, and right. that might be high art for some, and it might not be right. your taste for others, but that's not the point sure. about this. But elevating uh, through constant innovation and constant freedom and constant liberty, even in areas that are um, more accessible to people, like a baseball game, is good enough. Mm -hmm. Point being is, if you're not elevating, the society crashes and dies. Yeah. And in, in a society that doesn't crash and die, that keeps its connection to God, naturally elevates itself. Oh, so true. Well, that's, that's the point. And uh, we don't see that from the left. We don't see that from the godless. They somehow, and they will tell you, literally, we don't need the propellers of this helicopter to fly. Yeah, we that, don't need the life support. Yeah, that's oxygen. Right. Who needs that in outer yeah. space? I mean, I, I would use the example. Some people have used the example, and and I think with you know with with reasonable um, logic, that it's like you know we, we don't need the seatbelts because to, to drive the car, but but they're actually accurate. You don't really need a seatbelt to drive your car. It's it's a safety mechanism for sure, but God is not a safety mechanism. No, God, God is the tires. That's right. God is the engine. God is the tires. God is the, and also the protection and the safety belt. Yeah. Exactly right. You, you, you just, you know, otherwise you're like Wiley E. Coyote. You, you, you cross over the cliff and you say, you look below there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess there is something to it. <laughs> Ari likes that vision. <laughs> so that, that, that's where we are. And, and they, just, they just don't see that. I, I, anyway, I feel sorry for people that don't, they choose not to see it because they're bright enough to see it but they choose not. Well, things that are so obvious, and I think we're going to get into some later subject matter yep, in this we are. vein. And it's so interesting is, when things are that obvious, you have to choose not to see it, to miss it. Yeah. Well, look, the Torah tells us that in order to see God, and I think so many other things, but just stick with God for the, for the time being, that God has given enough, uh, us enough clarity from, just from the world around us, from nature alone, that we should be able to figure out that there is a God whether, you know, what God specifically wants and knowing the history of, of God and the Ten Commandments and Moses and so on like that, understandable that you, you don't know it just from, by looking at nature. But by looking at nature and figuring things out logically, you should be able to figure out that this has been designed, okay? Just like, I don't know. Uh, a Porsche 911. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful yacht or... Right, or, or, or any number of those movies where they kind of suddenly realize they're in some sort of not a cage, but in some sort of environment that has been, you know, manufactured, right? So God has, a designer has manufactured not only this earth, but, but the universe itself and life itself and everything else. It's, it should be pretty darn clear. And, and science proves that more and more. Um, and an example of that, of course, is uh, Darwin and the notion of evolution. When Darwin came up with his theory uh, and then the survival of the fittest and so forth, and that it naturally mutates and such like that. He didn't know anything about the actual mechanics of mutation. The, people thought of the human body as like clumps of clay. That, that's how simple-minded they were. They didn't even know what a cell was, okay? So from their perspective, they just saw different things and they just kind of assumed that things morphed, but they weren't able to explain the, the how behind it. Now we know so much more about the cell and we, we and, and the, the incredible little universe within the cell. Like, you know, think Horton Hears a Who, right? <laughs> the famous uh, little story about the, 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 the small world within the on a speck of dust on a dandelion flower, right? right. The Dr. Seuss story. Yeah, the yeah. A famous one, right? And if you think that's complicated, you know, just, just look at one cell in the human body and you'll see this whole different civilization. I mean, really, it's a, it's, it's a world unto itself. Darwin didn't know that. We know that now. And then, and imagine if we know that, imagine how much more complex it'll become apparent to us 20 years hence, 50 years hence, and so forth. It'll be abundantly clear that there's got to be some sort of design to this. It doesn't happen on its own. It, in, fact, in fact, it's silly to think otherwise. So you, you do have to re move into the realization that things are what they are. And, and that's and what, what caused this all, and in, in, in the case of God, you know, God created this universe. It's, it's so abundantly clear. And if, and if you feel otherwise, you know, 
that's fine, but it's clearly it's clear that you're choosing to ignore it. You're choosing. Okay? It's 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 just downright silly to not understand that there is a designer. It doesn't mean that you have to believe in the God of the Bible or Jesus for that matter or Buddha. Don't get lost in that. That is a separate issue. We can talk about that another time. Yeah, what God is not this conversation. Right. The, that there's God. That there is a God, a, God a designer. Or right. Whatever. That's yeah. And who knows what this designer really thinks or anything else? Let's not pretend that we know. We don't. We can believe what, what he, he wants. But just get to the threshold question is there a designer at all? Okay. What his intent is, if he's a mean guy, if he's a guy, if he's big, if he's a blob, if he's a gaseous cloud, we don't know. But there is a designer. Okay, and and it's you are clearly choosing to ignore facts literally on the ground if you don't understand that. Okay, to, to think of that life as random, you're 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 quite silly. Yeah, I went there. I used the S word, silly. Yeah, am I allowed to say this on the podcast? You make the rules. Uh, yeah, okay, you apparently. Are the God of this universe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm the I'm the Horton of this uh, of this who right whatever. Okay, so. But it reminds me of the of the um, the movie. Um, you, you've known the answer all along, right? Uh, the, what is it? The Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. And and you see the fairy. Was it fairy god? No, it was well, the the wicked the witch? witch or yeah, the good witch of the east. I think it is. No, north. The south. north. Okay. North what? and south were good. East and west were bad. All right. Like that. So the one of the good witches, whatever. Yeah. She uh, eventually tells Dorothy at the end of the movie. Why, Dorothy, you've had the answer all along. All you have to, have to do is click your heels three times, as if that's an obvious thing. I, I always thought it was very funny. Like, well, I just had the answer that all along. It wasn't that obvious. It wasn't that obvious. That came <laughs> right. In defense of Dorothy, that wasn't. I mean, I, it, would be, it would be cool if Dorothy said, uh, I don't know how obvious that is. You make it seem so obvious, but it's not intuitive. Uh, Mrs. Witch. <laughs> Excuse me, you you fancy schmancy swell from Hollywood. I'm a dumb hit from Kansas who can barely read. Where but, am I going to find that? <laughs> but putting that aside, <laughs> I mean, you, you get the idea. The, the, the concept is that she had the answer all along. It was there at any time that she chose. And, and, uh, and, and likewise, we have the answers not only from nature versus vis-a-vis -vis God, but also, also, the obvious stuff that's going on when it comes to politics, to the world events that surround us. You should be able to figure things out pretty clearly if you actually decide to, to put in facts, <laughs> gather them together, right? Would it help? Yeah. It would help, right? So example, this whole notion, and it's a big story, and we're bringing up, even though these podcasts are supposed to be timeless, we, we bring this up because this is a major issue, and it's a timeless issue in a sense of the way that liberals think and the way that conservatives think. Fair and enough? And it's only the biggest story of our generation. Right. And what is so. that story? It's the, the, the twin stories of, you know, was Trump wiretapped by the Obama administration or surveyed by the Obama administration? That's story number one. And a, the, the twin story is, um, was... Russia, uh, sorry, uh, was Trump in cahoots with the Russians in order to influence the election as alleged by the Obama administration? Okay. Who so, was spying on Trump right. all this time? All this time. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, if you, so, so you, you, you ask yourself the question, um, because, you know, after all, Trump tweeted this thing where he said, oh my gosh, you know, it really, more or less, it really angers me that, uh, to know that the Obama administration has been wiretapping me. All right, so it, it comes out of seemingly left field, and then the New York Times and all the liberal media outlets are saying, this is outrageous, There's, it's totally unsupported, and that's the first word that comes out of their mouth, it's unsupported, unsupported. And isn't this another example of how crazy President Trump is? Boy, are we in for a crazy four years, right? <laughs> that's, that's the notion that they, that they want to give you. That's right. Right? So, but, but then very quickly, you know, we talked about this last week, I think it was, and we don't have to drill down on it, but that in, on January 19 and then 20th, the New York Times did have stories about wiretapping and strange goings on when it comes to the Obama administration surveilling the Trump 
the incoming Trump administration. Right. And just to review, they weren't, say, hinting at it or asking about it. It was quite... Well, uh, what, how, how do you say that in English class when you're like in third grade? It was a declarative sentence. <laughs> <laughs> declarative third grade. I don't know about that. But but it's uh, you know, but, but, it was, but it was it was very clear. Of, it was know? very clear. Yeah. And so but then you piece all the things together. Again, like I said, like like the Torah tells you the evidence is all around you if you just choose or using the the, the good witch of the north. <laughs> you know, you just have to tap your shoes. It's the answer is right in front of you. So how is the answer right in front of us? Let's put together some basics. This is why Ari and I are, are able to predict things so, I think, easily uh, about our future based upon the facts that we are including together. Think of it, if you will, I always do this with my kids. I draw, uh, take a blank piece of paper and I put a bunch of dots on that. Let's say five dots. And I say, what is this? And they say, I don't know, it's a bunch of dots. I said, okay. Then I fill out more of the dots. And it's an outline. It becomes an outline. It's, it's something, but they don't know quite what it is. And then I, then I give the paper to them, and I say, what is this? And they said, it's more dots. <laughs> and then I keep on doing much more detail. And eventually, it's a shape of an elephant. And then they say, it's an elephant. And I say, well, how do you know? Because it's, the lines aren't completely dotted yet. And they give me this look like, come on, dad. Of course it's an elephant, right? And, and they're right. Uh, it is an elephant. I'm intending it to be an elephant. It's true that not every single line has been created. There are, there are still gaps between the dots. And you could say, huh, I don't know nothing, you know, whether this is an elephant or not, but come on, <laughs> right? So, so let's make those dots, okay? People call it connect the dots, but I don't want to use that phrase. I, I want to I stick with my elephant dot graphic. What, what are the dots here that reveal to us that the Obama administration quite clearly had the intent, at the very least, to survey the Trump administration? All right, A, the fact that um, Obama wants to stay in, in Washington. Um, it's kind of unclear why he wants to stay there. Of all places, ex-presidents usually leave. Obama also said that he's going to be on top of this administration. He's going to be constantly checking on them. C, the next thing is that the, uh, Obama himself is hell-bent on preserving what he perceives to be his legacy. Okay, that includes Obamacare, of course, but everything else. Because God forbid the economy takes off. God forbid that America becomes a much stronger nation. God forbid that we look back at the Obama years as the destructive, horrible years that they actually were. So what he wants to do, he wants to put as many roadblocks in front of Trump as possible to sabotage his efforts, and he will do it at the expense of America. Okay, but we're seeing that, aren't we? All right. In many ways, um, if you think about it, uh, Obama's still president. Well, if you have the intelligence agencies working for you, if you own the judges who are blocking the current president right, right, from right, doing right. anything, in many ways... Right. He's still there. <laughs> um, okay, and, and then if you go back even further from your Connect the Dots, we know that mass surveillance has been uh, collected on every American. Why? Because we know it was a story two or three that's years right. ago. That's right. So true. If, if, and so when Trump said, they're wiretapping me, and the media goes, they're not wiretapping you, uh, idiots, they're wiretapping everyone. Right. Well, they're surveilling everyone at the very least, for one thing. And then secondly, wait, wait. And you say, you say, wait a minute. We know for a very reasonable fact, shall we say it this way, that the Obama administration was behind the IRS scandal whereby they, they were targeting conservative groups. The, the story that it was two rogue agents in Cincinnati, Ohio, that were doing it, it's, it's not believable. It, of course, it, it's silly, right? So <clears throat> the fact is the administration was doing it. Okay, we know that. We know that the administration is also capable of trying to spin any story that they, they, they can, whether that's Obamacare, that will you keep your doctor policy and all that crap. Yeah, the Iran deal. The, the Iran deal. Yeah. And then, of course, Benghazi and the story that they tried to spin, that it was, the, um, it was a video that caused all this and how they went on the Sunday show. That was very clearly a, a, a manufactured lie. Uh, so they want to tell us, they, well, they want to make us believe that they did nothing 
no surveilling. They wouldn't even think of such a thing. And yet they were capable of doing all these other things and more that we just described. Yeah, and don't forget they did surveil Fox reporter James Rosen. They did surveil Fox, uh, CBS reporter uh, Cheryl Atkinson. Yep. They did. Yeah. Snowden comes forward with all of these things that were true. Right. Well, they try to sabotage right. Bernie Sanders in the DNC right. uh, yes. situation. And, and what, I'm so glad you brought Benghazi because if you think about what sabotaged Hillary Clinton's election, it wasn't the Russians. It was the Libyans. Right. Because remember, if, they're, if they don't trot out those lies right after the Benghazi incident, if they just come forward and go, I'm sorry, we screwed up. Right. If they just said that. Then there's no Benghazi uh, investigation in Congress, and there's no FOIA request for all that data on Benghazi. And guess what? Never gets discovered. Her private email server. Right. Fancy that. Right. Exactly right. And 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 look, I said you, you could look all all this evidence and figure this out. But you might say, "Come on, Barack. You know, I like your whole story with the dots and the elephants and everything else. I get that, but I don't quite think that you've actually outlined an elephant quite yet, sir. Right." Well, how about this? How about a confession from one of the Obama administration officials saying that they were, in fact, surveying? Would that be sufficient for you? Hmm. What do you think? That's interesting. I wonder if we have such an example, a, a confession, if you will. Yeah, where would one of those be? I don't I mean, know. I, let's look around here. I just know. Let's Google that. this situation and perhaps right. we'll find. I don't know. Oh, wait. Ari's coming up with something. I, he's, I, all right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Here we are. I'm challenging that judge's land speed record for typing. All right, all right, right. Let's yeah, we found it. Elizabeth Marcus. All right. MSNBC. Tell us. And go. Okay, well, if you remember, Trump's tweet about being wiretapped happened right after, on March 3rd, when Mark Levin went on his radio show and outlined all of those uh, New York Times and mainstream media reports about the wiretapping and spying. Right. Okay? Remember, the mainstream media was reporting those themselves. Levin just collated it, and Trump responded. Really funny, but on the morning well, he, Joe... He was doing, Levin was doing what we're talking about now, just gathering up the facts and making reasonable conclusions therefrom. Right, but he, but Levin, remember, did not have any access to any leakers or any intelligence information. He only had access to the hostile witnesses against Trump known as the mainstream media. Right. New York Times, LA Times, Politico, The Hill, etc., etc., etc. Turns out one Elizabeth Farkas, who was a deputy to the assistant uh, defense secretary, goes on the Joe Scarborough show on MSNBC's morning show. Of all places. And, uh, yeah, mainstream media, right. legacy media, Lib liberal, liberal media, media yeah. and has a conversation with one Mika Brzezinski, daughter of Zbigniew Brzezinski, Carter <laughs> administration official, liberal as they come, and basically admits that Obama and other people in the administration are engaged in this data collection and the unmasked leaking of the people, whether they were inadvertently or deliberately collected. But wait, you say. That seems like it's just a generalized statement from one Ari David. But don't worry, I have a quote for you. And this is actually from her as well. Elizabeth Farkas. Farkas, yeah. Uh, quote, I was urging my former colleagues and, frankly speaking, the people on the Hill... It was actually more aimed at telling the Hill people, get as much information as you can, get as much intelligence as you can before President Obama leaves the administration. Okay? Farkas, now a senior fellow at the Atlantic uh, Council, said, quote, because I had a fear that somehow that information would disappear with the senior people who left, so it would be hidden away in the bureaucracy, meaning of the Trump bureaucracy, of course. Or the intelligence agencies where it shouldn't leave. Right. Because it's but, <laughs> secret. She felt that the, and the, continuing on with her quote, that the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew, what we knew about their, meaning the Trump staff dealing with Russians, that they would try to compromise those sources and methods, meaning we no longer have access to that intelligence. So I became very worried because not enough was coming out into the open, and I knew that there was more. We have very good intelligence on Russia. So then I had talked to, to some of my former colleagues, and I knew that they were trying to also help get information to the Hill. 
Unquote. All right. So parsing this all out, what this says is, hey, I was worried for the good of the country that we need to spy on this guy, <laughs> the Trump administration, lest we lose information. She's doing God's work, you understand. So we need to destroy the, the, the enemy in order to preserve it. Okay? What's, what's that phrase, right? We need to kill the enemy in order to save him or something like that. Yeah. That's, what, that's what she's doing. We need to, to uh, tap into him, to survey him, to maybe even wiretap him in order to ensure that we keep the information. Because lest, you know, this Trump administration, they're going to try to hide things, don't you know? But wait, there's more, right? I mean, they, they, the notion, it's like that infomercial, there's always more. It, it, the, the dots that, that make it very clear to us that, in fact, the, the Obama administration is spying on, on the uh, Trump administration is the corollary story, the story about Russia accusing Trump of uh, cavorting with and colluding with the Russians in order to influence the election against Hillary and for Trump. Okay. The fact that they are jumping on that story, the fact that they are trying to find something there, there, reveals once again that that's exactly what they are doing, that they are in fact the ones that are colluding, they're the ones in conspiracy one way or the other. So uh, it, it's, it's very consistent because people who accuse other people of conspiracies are, the, in, in fact, usually engaging themselves in conspiracies or in some sort of duplicitous conduct, at the very least. What's that U2 song, uh, or the lines of a U2 song from uh, the Octung Baby song, uh, album? Uh, it's no secret that a liar won't believe in anybody else. And I love that. It's, it's so true. Liars always lie, as we say. But not only that, but liars themselves are deceptive. There, but wait, there's more. Yeah. Go back to that quote, if you could, and read, uh, find that part where she talks about the hill. Yeah. This is the most important part of it. Because if you look at what's going on on the hill, meaning Capitol Hill today, you've got Adam Schiff and you've got this guy Warner who are in the corresponding lead Democrats on the Senate and the House committees investigating this suite of scandal, if you will. Well, if you're leaking stuff to people on the Hill, meaning Democrats, because Farkas is not giving this information to Republicans, uh, like, like Trey Gowdy, obviously. Right. What does Adam Schiff know? What right. does, what does uh, Warner know? Mark Warner. Yeah. How are they using the data that they know to obfuscate? Because it's clear everything they're doing is doing is is engaged in furthering the cover-up. Yeah. To it's quote so Johnny Cochran from the OJ trial, stop this cover-up. You yeah. know, truly they are. Yeah. They, yeah. They are covering up. I mean, Nunes uncovers it, it, last week, he said, at best, the data collection on Trump was inadvertent. At best, yeah. okay? This week, the talking point from the Democrats is, well, it was definitely inadvertent, but what about Russia? Yeah. Wait a minute. This is a bombshell. We have this woman's confession added to Farkas. another dog. Farkas. Farkas. Yeah, go ahead. Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth Farkas, with all those mainstream media reports, which, well, are, is the mainstream media now, as liberals claim, an unreliable source, or... Did they actually yeah. slip up and commit, as Rush Limbaugh says, a, a set of random acts of journalism, right? <laughs> right. And you combine that with yeah. the behavior of this committee where, over the last few days, Schiff has been going ape poop over the fact that Nunes had to go to the White House to see some of the data out of the NSA and CIA because a lot of the uh, surveillance apparatus is still in place and he can't view it from his office. No, of he course can't, not. He can't look not. at it over the phone or, or get an email with it. That's this true. data is way too sensitive. Right. And That's rather than showing any concern for the liberties of the American people, <laughs> yeah. you, know, it, you know, there's a side story, a different story, but you see the same behavior. It came out the other day that Javier Becerra, the Attorney General of California, has filed felony charges against David Daleiden 
for the um, videos of Planned Parenthood, yeah. right? They're not filing felony charges against the people selling baby parts and murdering babies that got born alive or were murdered with with uh, feticide drugs. I, I, I know where you're they going. instead try to create a distraction by indicting the reporters. It's, uh, Same it, thing. It's, it's, it's uh, a policy of distraction and projection at the same time, yes. right? Uh, like, like they. I mean, another great example of that, uh, what your distraction and projection is the uh, the whole anti-Semitism claim, oh, right? This, this good is good point. Such a good a good example, right? Where I mean, it's it's, it's exactly the same thing. Uh, the, is there anti-Semitism going on? You betcha. And is it growing? Probably, right? And is it coming from the right? No. No. <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> right. <laughs> But you have you have the, the the you know the ones that are anti-Semitic. Of course, they're from uh, you know all of them are liberal, all of them, or they're uh, radical Muslim oriented or originated. So this this is bad stuff. This it, it it they're still looking for that great unicorn, two unicorns now. One is uh, an anti-Semitic attack by a white skinhead, all right, and secondly, uh, the the attack from a white clop, a police officer. Killing or a, a black person who is truly innocent and doing it for racist purposes. That's those are two unicorns, not just one, but two, right? And 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 they'll mock you for saying otherwise. So, but but we we look at the evidence. We're saying, okay, listen, if it if, if it's so prevalent, can you show me, let's say, uh, one example? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Just, just, a, just exactly. one. Just one. Just one. That's all I'm asking. what? Yeah. Our, yeah. Our, our standards are really low here. One, <laughs> one's all I, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's more lenient than, than God, when, when uh, God and Abraham were, were having the argument about finding 10 good men at the end of the right. 10, right? I mean, I think, I think that was the bottom line for God, right? You got to find me 10. <laughs> he didn't say one. He said just 10 good men, right? So, and it, it went down from 100 to 50, then to 20, I think. And and then it was bombed out to ten. We're just we're we're cool. <laughs> you can just show us one, and we'll we'll, we'll be fine with that. Right. And, you know uh, uh, another example of this. But you know what they will say. In fairness, yeah. Uh, as as far as racism is concerned, I don't know about anti-Semitism of late. Is that uh, that jackass who killed all those innocent people, black black people Ruth, in a church? Yeah. Roof. Uh, Ruth, yeah. Dylan. Oh, yeah. Roof. Roof. Yeah. Roof. Dylan Roof. And, and he's a monster, of course. But you know that is one example. I, I think it's fair enough to say. Um, I don't know whether he did it because of his conservative uh, beliefs or anything else. But it, certainly he was a racist. There's no doubt about that. He made that clear as well. And he's also crazy. Okay. But is this because of some sort of uh, newfound racism in America, or he feel he felt uh, emboldened by the newfound racism in America? No. Okay. He was a jerk. He would have done this in 1950. He would have done it in 1960, and he would have done it in the year 2050 for that year, for that matter. Okay, he's just a madman, and you can't say anything more. So when we ask for an example, we ask for an example. I mean, beyond that, first of all, I don't think I can't think of any other examples, at least that are well known. Well, they would, certainly would have been published. Right. Uh, and if if you do find an example, please make sure that to tell me that somehow they felt emboldened or somehow the Trump administration was giving a, a dog whistle, as they love to say, uh, or the green lights, either directly or indirectly, I don't think you'll find it. Yeah, I always say with things like Roof, it's not that there's going to be a, an occasional one of those or not. And right. obviously in a big country like ours, there is. It's the public's reaction. Yeah. Okay, the, the liberal anti-racist forces, the, the black -tocrat, victocrat activists, black activist types of people... To, if they had a point, the general public would react with uh, would react without the outrage it has for a for a guy like Dylan Roof. Yeah. Okay. People of all colors, all stripes, everyone in the mainstream rightly condemns him. Right. There is no one out there in mainstream polite society going around saying. You know what? He had a point. He had a point. <laughs> you know, let's, let's not judge. Yeah, let's let's not jump to conclusions about the guy. No one's saying that, and and no no person in the right mind, right. certainly but, not uh, us, would ever say such. Yeah, a, but on a, the a other thing. but on the other hand, whenever a Muslim terrorist does pretty much the same thing, 
The first thing left to say is, let's not jump to conclusions. That's right. This is not. We can't all. find his motivations. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And and then another thing, as far as projections goes, the other day, our friend, your friend and mine, Chuck Schumer, goes to the, I believe to the APAC conference, and he gives an unhinged, bouncing off the walls. And this is one of those examples where you know the broken clock syndrome. He's right maybe once or twice a year. Mm -hmm. This is the example. And he's screaming about how terrible the BDS movement is on campus. Mm -hmm. And my reaction is, really? Well, why didn't you do something that, about that's it? That's so true. That's true. Why haven't you left the Democrat Party yeah, if yeah. that's a problem? Why haven't you gone to college campuses at, at Columbia, at NYU, at San Diego State, and done something about it, yeah. Senator? Yeah, that's right. Well, look, uh, it's all about, at the end of the day, looking at the facts on the ground and not ignoring them, uh, understanding the patterns. You know, I have young kids, you have young kids, and one of the first things they start teaching you as as kid, and I, and I love this part of our education system. There are many flaws in the education system these days, but the, the part that I like a lot lately is the notion of patterns. And they'll, they'll show, like, uh, for example, you know, one, two, uh, and then, you know, four, and then seven, and so on, to show the pattern of uh, adding different numbers here. There's a pattern in that, in that, in that phrase. Um, or two, four, six, eight, what's the next one? 10, right? So those are patterns. But when it comes to reality on the ground, the liberal sees no patterns whatsoever, right? <laughs> Ari likes that. It's really true. I mean, I mean we're all, we conservatives have so many, we, we have so many different unique interests, right? But what I love about us is that we, we have this one great thing in, 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 uh, in common. We see patterns. We understand the devastation of, of, of a larger government. We see the devastation of believing that everyone should be treated as a victim of some kind. We, we, we understand that, and we don't like that pattern. And we're pointing it out to you liberals and saying, I, I don't think you should be doing that, my yeah, friend. Yeah, the everyone gets a trophy pattern isn't good. Yeah, that's right. You, 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 th you want to rethink that everyone gets a trophy thing? Yeah, it's, it's not a good pattern. Yeah, that's right. Bad pattern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, let's move on to another topic, which is kind of related. And, and that's, once again, this notion of patterns. So, you know, let's... It's, I kind of want to play a little bit of a game here, right? We notice in movies, and a lot of the fun movies out there are movies where you realize that, uh, hey, it was, uh, you know, he was Kaiser Soze all along, right? From the, the movie The Usual Suspects, for example. Or in another great movie that I love so much, uh, I think it was called, yeah, Jagged Edge with um, Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close. And it turns out that he was the killer all along. And then, of course, the exciting and thrilling ending of the movie where the Jeff Bridges character tries to kill the Glenn Close character who had been defending him all this time. He thought he was so innocent, but in fact, he was the guy. And, um, and you know, or any number of Scooby-Doo episodes, right, where, oh, it's Mr. Higgins all along, you know, he, and he was just wearing a mask and he was trying to scare the kids. And, okay, so you get the idea. But this, this applies so much in politics, doesn't it? I mean, so it, the pattern is clear there. That's, that's why I think it, it leads so nicely to this, this little game that we're talking about. Remember with Bill Clinton, he's such a good example. There's always, there's so much stuff that you can have with the Bill Clinton. The gift he's, that keeps on. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's not so much to ask for. <laughs> he, really, he really was a gift. He really was. Uh, you know, anyway, but... The Democrats still love him because they, they thought that he took care of such a great economy as if somehow he did anything. That's another story. Okay, so Bill Clinton and all the allegations of rape, all the allegations of molestation, all the allegations of corruption, this gate, that gate, you know, <laughs> uh, the gates of, uh, everywhere you look, there's a gate. Travel gate, China gate, Ron, Paul, uh, Ron Brown gate. Sing it to a song. <laughs> sing it to a McDonald's uh, theme song or something. You anyway. did a <laughs> break today. No, sing it to Kulinski a... Gate. That's right. To all beef panel special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but you could do it all with all these scandals of the Clinton administration, you know. Anyway, 
There's so many of these examples. And, and then you begin to think, well, you know what? It was never caught in any one of these things. And it's all a bunch of noise, and it's just this vast right-wing conspiracy that's after him after all. And, uh, and, and then even the phrase, the vast right-wing conspiracy, which, of course, is a reflection and a projection of what they, actually, they are actually doing themselves and what they would have uh, to do in the world if they could. So, but you can put that all aside. And then all of a sudden, there's a stain on the blue dress, right? That, that Monica Lewinsky kept. Oops. After all these denials. Chick and, was so crazy, <laughs> she kept a stain. That's right. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a bad... And she didn't do it for evidence purposes. She did it for nostalgic <laughs> and, and for, for you know, sentimental reasons. To quote another one of those movies, Silence of the Lambs, she loved it. All right. Let's not get too crazy here. Let's not be like her, right? But the point is, it, it, it's weird, but there it is. And all of a sudden, he did do it. He did admit to it. And then you think, whoa, like, like the guy at the end of uh, Jagged Edge. It all starts piecing together. You can look back at the rest of the movie. Oh, my gosh, that's why he said X. That's why he did Y. Now it fits, right? Same thing with um, uh, Kaiser Sose and, and all that. And, and how did he claim to be? He was the guy. He was Kaiser Sose, this little schmuck, or so he appeared. Yeah, that's why he had all the plans to do it his way. That's right. And why everything worked perfectly. Yeah. So, and, and now, and, and, and then going back to Bill Clinton, you look back and you make everything pieces together. And you begin to ask yourself, you know what, he... He probably, maybe he was a rapist. Maybe he was a molester. That does jibe with his sex addiction. That's, that does jibe with his sense of power over women in particular. And then the corruption stuff. Well, if he's willing to hide something like that and to lie so deviously uh, as president of the United States to get away with this crap. And commit perjury. And commit perjury, good yes. point. Then why wouldn't he also have engaged in something like Travelgate? or China Gate, as you say, and all the other gates. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't engage in murder with Vince Foster, but you still wonder at this point. Not that, because, you know, somebody who, who's willing to lie is not necessarily willing to murder either, right? So it's, it's an eleva elevated uh, crime. But somebody who's willing to murder certainly is willing to lie, right? I and mean, that's, that's a fair assessment. And also, I've always held that the Vince Foster issue, let's just call that beyond the the borderline of discussion for this. Aren't those other things enough? Yeah. Uh, isn't, oh. isn't lying about your affair with Jennifer Flowers, raping Juanita Broderick, sexually harassing Paula Jones, sexually molesting Kathleen Willey, and having sex in the White House with Monica Lewinsky and then lying under oath about it enough? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all obscene, <laughs> right? So, but that's Clinton, right? And yeah. there are other examples, though. And I'd, I'd love for you to, to chime in with other examples. But we, we know with the, the Obama administration, for example, when they said that it's not a smidgen of corruption. Okay, so. With the IRS. With the IRS. Yes. Uh, which in and of itself was so brazenly obvious that it, that's not the case, because that was a, that statement made in, in response. And then, or, or Hillary Clinton's saying that the emails only contained issues regarding. Uh, the her, wedding and yoga. Thank you. And, uh, and her mom's funeral, I think it was, right? right? And then you look at the emails, maybe there's a few more things than just the <laughs> I, surprise. You know, it, yeah, it turns out- a few top secret stuff in there. Yeah, but that <laughs> is just junk mail. Well, it <laughs> the wasn't, serious stuff yeah. was the, the, the mom's funeral and the wedding and the yoga routines. That was about 33,000, <laughs> okay? Another 500 was the top secret stuff. So right. sorry about that. Should have realized. My bad, right? No, of course, it's the reverse. You know, and, and there, yeah. By the way, there was no evidence of any yoga routines or, or anything else. Hang on there. So, so right, it, this is, this is a, a critical thing. So once those emails started kind of drip, drip, dripping out, you began to say, oh, hmm, Hillary Clinton, liar, right? What else is she lying about? In fact, just about everything else. Everything else that she insisted on being accurate about, and all that noise about the vast right-wing conspiracy, and, and all the, 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 the nonsense about Benghazi and how they're trying to undo her, and, uh, and then, of course, the IRS conspiracy and everything, uh, the um, scandal, 
all those things begin to piece together. And you say, look, you're obviously hiding something. And then the DNC uh, thing against Bernie Sanders, of course. There's just too many things. I mean, I, 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 I think we could go on for probably another hour just listing these crazy things that yeah, have been just happening. three more really quick. Yeah. Fast and Furious. Oh, good point. Solyndra. Obamacare. You can keep your doctor. You can keep your plan. Yeah. Well, but not only that, but but you know, one one could argue on that. I'm not saying that they would argue reasonably. They could say, well, listen, that was just a misstep and a misunderstanding in terms of what he didn't intend. He really believed it. That's a difference between believing that you're going um, that you're uh, believing something and being wrong, and knowing that you're wrong and and actively lying about. It. That's what they'll say. But to which I respond, BS. You knew it all along because you said it so affirmatively that your premiums would go down $2,500. You knew that it wouldn't. That much we do know. And then secondly, Jonathan Gruber tells us otherwise. Okay, That the man, the architect of Obamacare, who said, you lie as much as you like. The important thing is to get these morons on board. That's what he said. Okay, So once that came out, you begin to say, okay, it was a big lie. And now, again, just like the stain on the dress, we look back on everything and we begin to see the pattern. And we know. We just know. Yeah, and then there's one other thing that very few people have connected, but all connected here on the Brock Lurie podcast, which is the data collection preceded the 2012 election. Remember how there were all those reports of voter fraud and everything? Where do you think they collected the data to be used in the election? Right. Perhaps the NSA spying data collection apparatus? Mm-hmm. See how that would... Uh, here's where it correlates to today. Rather than the Russians stealing the 2016 election, perhaps Obama and the Democrats used all of this national security data collection operations and apparatus to help collect data to swing the 2012 election in their favor. That's right. And remember, this is an election, regardless of how Romney ran things, I'm not going to get into that. Right. But no president has ever gotten reelected having that bad of an economy or a scandal like Benghazi break just before the election. And Benghazi was not some October surprise unleashed on the poor, pathetic Obama campaign by, by Romney. They did that to themselves. That's right. That's so exactly right. Exactly right. It's, it's, um, and, and then the Russian uh, comment that he, he meant to Medvedev, I think it was, is, I, I never get that name right. Uh, but, but saying, don't worry, we can be more flexible on the other side of this, right? It, After the election, yes. Uh, everything about it, it just smelled so badly. And then, of course, my favorite one, my favorite one is the Iranian deal, okay, where you have this promise that everything is going to be great. And as we unravel it, it's like, wow, this, this really smells. Uh, it, it doesn't even just, it's not even a whiff of it or a hint of a smell. It just smells outright. We're, we're supposed to defend Iran against an Israeli attack if Israel decides to destroy the, the nuclear um, arsenal or such like that? Really? Are, are you serious? So America is now going to protect our worst enemy, Iran, from our best ally, Israel? By getting into a hot shooting war yeah. with the Jewish state? Yeah. And we're supposed to believe the Trump people are anti-Semitic? Right. And then, <laughs> and then he gives the, the codes um, to the... the uh, uh, sorry, he, he announces that Azerbaijan has a, um, a, a deal with Israel. So Ob- the Obama administration leaks out that, that relationship so that that sabotages Israel's surprise attack possibilities from Azerbaijan, which is right next door to Iran, to avoid the whole gas, the fuel problem, right? Yeah, and uh, quick question, where do you think they collected that data? Yeah, of course. Just wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So were they, were they bugging Netanyahu's phones? Yeah, just, wondering. just wondering. Oh, yeah, because they were bugging everyone's phones. Right. Well, I, I, I'm gonna, I assume that too, but in fairness, in fairness, they did not, you know, they can say, well, you don't have proof of that. Fair enough. Okay. But I believe <laughs> okay. it now. It, it all, in, of course I believe it. But again, yeah. let's, let's not give them that ammunition against us. Okay. Because we don't know that for a fact. I, I, I think it would be so easy to make that conclusion, but we can't make that conclusion. We don't have to. We, we can't stick to the facts, just like we said about figuring out that there's a designer to the universe by looking, just looking around. That's all you have to do. And the same thing is true with what the Obama administration has done when it comes to all these different scandals and, and, and the Iranian deal, and even more recently than that, the whole scandal with the 
the ransom payments, right? And when they told us, oh, it was not for ransom whatsoever. Well, well what we meant by that was that it was going to be leverage. Yeah, you know? the problem is the Iranians, they only take cash. They didn't take our Amex right. card. But, so. <laughs> but in, fa and in fairness, there's a definite difference between ransom and leverage. It's, it's as, as important a distinction as, as surveillance and, <laughs> and wiretapping. Yes, sir. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> there is no difference. <laughs> right? And, and, and they paid $1.2 First, they said it was $400 million. Now it's $1.2 But, you know, what's a billion among friends? Right? What's a zero among friends? So I, you get the point. I mean, it was just one lie, one deception, one crooked uh, aspect at a time. And if you look at all these facts, you say this, this Obama administration will, has done anything and will do anything in the future. They are capable of anything. Don't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. Just, it means nothing. And so to accuse them of something, even if some, something outrageous as conspiracy to murder, it, and although I'm not doing that right now, I'm simply saying it wouldn't be so bizarre. You don't laugh at that person because you know what? Liars always lie. Cheaters always cheat. Lazy people are always lazy. And people who conspire will always conspire. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next week.